Welcome to the Fit Fizz Podcast. This is episode one, and we are going to talk about why balance is a unicorn. I'm Kelly Wilson, owner of FitFizzStudio.com, and I'm a personal trainer, nutrition coach, autoimmune disease fighter, and I've worked in the health and fitness industry for over 20 years. I'm not here to be the snack police, but I am here to help you learn more about what creates real health, how to find strength through your struggles, and how to celebrate victory all along the way. In this episode, I'm going to talk to you about making room for life's ups and downs all around your health habits while trying to stick to your goals. And I'm going to share some of my best tips. But before we get started, I just want to state that the information shared here is for educational and informational purposes only. None of the contents should be interpreted as an intent to diagnose, treat, cure, or prescribe. And if you have any serious health concerns, you should discuss those with your doctor. And now that that's out of the way, let's get on with the show. So who am I? Why am I here? And why should you listen to me? So quick background, and then we'll get into the real meat and potatoes of everything. Because I want you to understand a little bit about how FitFizz all came about and why I'm so passionate about it. Um, Growing up, I hated PE class with a passion. I did not grow up playing sports. It wasn't until high school. um, I joined the dance team, totally fell in love with it. Um, It gave me a ton of confidence that I had never felt before. And I even started doing um, home workout videos in my mom's living room. I would just play whatever music I liked and turn down the volume on the video. And it kind of felt like, you know, a little dance session for me, which I really loved. And um, I, as I fell in love with that, went to college. It was too late to try out for the dance team. So within the first month of being in college, I remember seeing a sign. They were looking for aerobics instructors, which it was what it was called. Group fitness was called back then. So I auditioned. They hired me, fell in love with it. I had free reign of basically teaching any kind of class I could want to teach. So believe me, being a creative person with my background being in art besides fitness, I ran with it and taught all kinds of classes. I was always trying to invent new things. And after college, I still kept teaching group fitness. Well, I also joined the dance team that next year and the rest of my collegiate years. Um, Graduated, still kept teaching group fitness. And um, eventually I tried out for the Chicago Lovables, which is the dance team of the Chicago Bulls. I did not make it my first season, um, but I was so glad that I went back again and tried again because I made that second time and it was such an incredible indescribable experience um, that we could even talk about that for another episode if anybody's interested. But it was super fun. Loved it. Um, Definitely the cardio workout of a lifetime. Um, And soon after that, still teaching group fitness, I started taking lifting a lot more seriously. And right around that time, I also felt I also found out while I was trained, I was doing different testing for migraines that I was having super frequently. Um, I found out that I was hypothyroid. So I had thyroid issues, started having a little bit of weight issues. And for the first time, I first time I really started dealing with body image issues. So all heavy topics, but moving on to where FitFizz came in. Um, 
So I, as I started taking lifting a lot more seriously, I made some friends who were competing in bodybuilding and they kind of guided me along the way. I competed in bodybuilding. I was, as I was trying to put on more muscle mass to compete at a different level, um, I listened to some friends who are also competing in powerlifting, went and trained with them, fell in love with powerlifting and loved it because it's not about physique and how you look. It's about how strong you are, which was another level, a new level for me of empowerment and strength. And it it felt great. So competed a few times in powerlifting. And as I mentioned, my background was in art. I've been a graphic designer since graduating from high school. That's been my full-time job while fitness has been my real passion anytime I wasn't at work. And right around 2012, when I was training for the bodybuilding competition, friends were always asking, how do you stay motivated and wanting advice and things like that. And I started a started a Facebook page. And that's where FitFizz was born. It was purely just to help motivate my friends. That's kind of around the time when Instagram started. And it was, I was all about making those cute little motivational quotes and just hoping that people would, you know, want to stay committed to moving more and all that kind of stuff. And um so that's how FitFizz was born, and I definitely plan to go back to powerlifting, but about two years ago, I was laid off from my graphic design job, and the stress from all of that really made my underlying autoimmune issues, thyroid issues, um, just full body health issues that were suppressed with this, it, it all, a lot of it, it's related to thyroid and other things. Um, it's, it's kind of hard to just simplify into a couple sentences, but anyway, the stress from being laid off really made all my autoimmune conditions explode. And so literally one week before I was laid off from my job, I had just paid um, to get my nutrition certification, which I had been on the waiting list for two years for that. So I was waiting, paid for that, started the started the course, got laid off from my job. So since I had been waiting so long, there was no way I wasn't going to not finish. So it was the stress of trying to find a job and making FitFizz work and finishing my nutrition certification. So the stress of it all made all these autoimmune symptoms explode. And if it wasn't for getting my nutrition certification, I don't know that I would have realized that what was happening to me health-wise was autoimmune-related. Um, this is something we're really going to focus on in other episodes, because this is something I literally talk about for hours. But thank goodness, I was able to basically self diagnose and self treat. Um, otherwise, I would have just been taking a garbage pill from my regular doctor that was actually doing damage to my body and definitely not helping. But um, so I hope to go back to powerlifting, but with everything I'm doing right now and trying to make Fit Fizz my full-time livelihood, um, this is my focus. And um, I, you'll find, we'll all find out together when I'll eventually go back to powerlifting. But right now, I know that what my body needs the most is rest. And um, so moving on to some of my best advice when it comes to planning for the days that you can't put in 100% effort and understanding when you do need rest. Um, so like the title says, balance is a unicorn. And what I mean by that is that personally, I think that balance is like this elusive mythological creature, like a unicorn. Um, it sounds great in theory, right? We hear people say things like life is about balance. It's all about balance. Just be in balance. But I think it's garbage. I mean, do you know anyone who actually has that balanced lifestyle that's not retired, 
personally, I don't. I've thought about it. I don't think I know anybody who's like, oh, life is so balanced. Unless they're, you know, once people retire, now people get to retire and they're still young enough to really enjoy life and travel and, you know, do all of the fun things that we wish we could just do whenever we wanted. So, um, you know, you even hear about the the phrase work-life balance. I think that's garbage. I don't think it exists because let's think about it. You work 40 hours a week minimum, probably. And let's just round it off. Say you commute to work an hour each way. Maybe your commute's not quite an hour, but you've probably got you know, maybe kids to pick up, errands to run. By the time you get home, change clothes, think about dinner, all that stuff. That's at least 10, 12 hours out of your day, right? So um, that's not balance. <laughs> you know, think about your your friends and family, your VIP section. Um, they don't see you nearly as much as your coworkers do. That's not work-life balance. Um, so that's just my opinion. If you disagree, feel free to, you know, hit me up on social media. We can talk about it. I'd love to hear your point of view. And I know there's not much else we can do at this point, right? We have to work to pay the bills, et cetera, et cetera. But we all want to spend more time with our VIP section. So how do you do all of that and work out and meal plan and get enough sleep and just make it all work? Um, it feels next to impossible most of the time. But, um, Another thing I do want to point out that I'm sure you've heard this before, but it's not going to hurt for me for you to hear it again, is if you follow people on social media who are living a fitness lifestyle, their life is out of balance. And I'm not saying that in a bad way. I'm just saying it as, you know, just to stay aware that, you know, people who compete in fitness and bodybuilding and bikini and fitness sports they probably dedicate a large portion of their time to training for that. And they make different sacrifices that other people probably don't want to make or just it's it's of no interest to them. So if you follow these fitness people and you just think, like, oh, I just want to look like that. It's not fair. Remind yourself that what the, the way that their life is balanced compared to the way your life is balanced. So say a, a fitness person, maybe, you know, they're training once or twice a day. They're probably not going to see movies. They're probably, you know, they're not having pizza parties for birthdays. They're not, you know, going to the zoo with their family. Um, and, you know, not every case, but I'm just trying to you know, kind of make a point here for you to keep in mind. And then, you know, they might come out with this physical package the way they look as something that you want, but you probably also have things that they want. So, you know, it's, it, it's that, it's the imbalance. I think what's better than saying life is all about balance. I think it's better to just say life is about imbalance and the rest is just how you accept what your imbalance is going to be or how you decide to create your imbalance because of the choices you make. So hopefully that part makes sense. Um, I also believe that the bigger your goals are in whatever area of life, the more out of balance your life is going to be. So like, for example, for me right now, my life is so horribly out of balance and I'm not proud of it. And I'm 
pushing to get through to the other side. So it's a little bit more imbalance. But right now, as I'm trying to transition from a graphic design career to FitFizz full time, things are pretty out of balance for me. And, um, you know, with autoimmune stuff that I'm trying to get completely under control and courses to help help everyone else learn, it's a lot. So, you know, I'm not going to sit here and say my life is a it's about balance. My life is about imbalance right now. And it's just trying, life is about trying to manage the imbalance. And for me, when I think about, okay, I'm not going to focus about life is about balance and feel like I'm failing. I'm just going to accept that life is going to be imbalanced. And how are we going to run with that and rock, rock the imbalance, right? So for me, I feel a big weight lifted off my shoulders when I think about it that way to just let's let's rock and roll with this imbalance and see what we can do with it. So um, let's talk about um, a little method that I've recommended to friends on quite a few occasions. Um, and you can adjust these examples to whatever fits your current goals and your current life. But let's say, for example, that you want to work out four times a week. So let's say you set that goal four times a week. Oh my gosh, that would be so great. That's what I want. In your head, you're probably automatically thinking for working out four times a week is going to be 100% effort, perfect workouts, 100% everything. That's going to get me to my goal. But hold on, pump the brakes. What are the chances that you're going to get four perfect workouts every single week? Probably not highly likely if you're starting from a point of zero workouts a week or one workout a week. That's a big jump. So not to say that it's okay to just set a low bar, but here is something that I think has helped a lot of people. Okay, go ahead and set the four workouts a week, but think about it like this. Two 100% effort days one 75% effort day, and one 50% effort day. So um, let's see. So instead of being constantly frustrated that you can't get in for 100% effort days, let's say you get in, boom, Monday, knocked it out of the park, 100% effort day. Tuesday, boom, knocked it out of the park, 100% effort day. Wednesday, you're ready to keep rocking and rolling. You're ready for that workout. But guess what? The boss needs you to stay an extra 90 minutes at work. You get home and you think one of your kids has the sniffles. So you run to CVS, get some cold supplies just in case. And you get home and the dishwasher is leaking. So you're like, oh my gosh, like what else can get in the way of getting your workout in? So maybe that needs to be your 75% effort day. Maybe you, instead of, maybe you would plan to go to the gym and you were going to spend 45 minutes there. Go Maybe you can only do 15 minutes, focus like crazy, get it done and get back home so you can still get a decent amount of sleep. That can be like a 75% effort day. And because you still had that 75% effort day allotted out of your four, you're not going to have to mentally beat yourself up and feel terrible. Let's take, for example, a 50% effort day. What would that entail? Let's say you're driving home from work and um, you get a flat tire. And while you're waiting for the tow truck, your significant other calls you and tells you that one of your kids got in trouble at school and you guys need to set up a meeting with the teacher. And so your nerves are just fried for every reason. And you get home, you know, finally get things taken care of and you're just exhausted. Your body is like, uh, we're not working out today. But you know what? Maybe your part of your brain is also telling you that um, 
you definitely need to just blow off some steam. So maybe you just go for a 15 minute walk around the neighborhood. That could be your 50 and, you know, maybe come home and do some pushups in the living room to really get that blood pumping a little bit before you go to bed. And then that could be like your 50% effort day and you don't have to mentally beat yourself up over it because you still got it done and you still had that 50% effort day allotted for it. Now, there also might be days when you have to tell yourself, you know what, you're your own coach and you got to be like, coach, I just need to be benched. You know, like in sports, when somebody sits on the bench because they're injured or hurt and or sick. And sometimes you just need to tell yourself that maybe you have a toddler at home who woke up four times for who knows what reason during the middle of the night and you feel like you just got absolutely no sleep. You feel like the walking dead and you had a stressful day at work and you just your body hurts from the inside out and you just know this is one of those days where you just have to chill and tell yourself, you know what? rest is more important right now. I'm going to get my sleep and we're going to start fresh tomorrow. And then maybe I can have my 100% effort day that I didn't do yet this week. So think of it in those terms and set it, allow yourself for those days that are not the 100% full effort, but they're still winning. So you can still feel good about it. And then if you still have time in your week to still knock it out of the park more than whatever you set, then awesome. That's like, bonus extra credit awesomeness because you really were rocking it and then maybe you can even change what your goals are based on that. Now, you can also use that kind of method around food. So, um, you know, you can set your 100% on point healthy meals, how many you expect from yourself per week and set you know, set the bar a little bit lower so that you don't have to deprive yourself all the time. Um, Here's another idea for food. And this is something that I've found helpful, especially if you're a competitive person, you might really like this one. So what you can do is you, you say you've just gone completely off the rails, you're just eating garbage food every single meal, and you know it and you're telling yourself, I got to clean this up. So what you could do is get yourself, you know, small steps, eat one healthy meal that you consider healthy and reasonable without depriving yourself. None of this like 1200 calories a day garbage (laughs) that gets under my skin. But, you know, do your one healthy meal and then, you know, have have a little reward if you need a, a scoop of ice cream or something. Then next meal, try to go two healthy meals in a row. Then maybe you can, you know, enjoy a little dessert with the family the next one. And then go for three meals in a row that are ideally perfect for your health goals, the, what you in your mind consider perfect for yourself. Go for four meals, go for five meals in a row before you break out of what you consider to be on track. Keep competing with yourself in that way. And I've found that to be really effective. Um, Another idea that you can do is how many times have you rewarded yourself or I'm sorry, let me back up. How many times have you said, you know what, I'm really going to kill it at the gym this week. I'm going to eat so healthy. I'm going to buy this tank top and these shoes. And oh my gosh, I need both pairs of leggings to go with this, this t-shirt. And these jeans are going to look so cute when I lose 10 pounds. And you buy all this stuff before you even started. I want you to change your thinking. This is another reason why I have Celebrate Victory as my tagline for FitFizz. It's about switching it around and to celebrate after you reach your goals. So reward yourself with something great after you reach the goals. So you could even head over to my FitFizz shop. Um, You can find the link in the show notes and maybe buy yourself something to treat yourself for reaching the goals afterwards. You know, you could buy it and save it for when you reach the goals or treat a friend. And I even have a... 
a sale code for you for listening to the podcast, which is in the show notes, but it's new podcast 20 and you can get 20% off an order through the end of October. So celebrate and reward yourself in ways that don't have to do with food. That way you also don't have to feel so guilty and you have something that's going to last longer than food as well. So um, you can also get a meal portion guide. Um, the link is in the show notes, but it's bit.ly slash fit portion guide. So take some of those tips. I'd love to hear what you think about them. Um, Really plan out those tiered expectations and talk about it with your family if they can get behind you and help you stay on track. And um, if you found these tips helpful, I'd be oh so happy if you just helped me out by subscribing and leaving a review as a new podcast. It's very helpful. And if you're feeling full of extra gratitude, grab a friend or two and tell them they should subscribe. And as a hint on what's to come with Halloween coming up right around the corner, you can look forward to episodes about sugar monsters, teal pumpkins, and energy vampires. So until next time, please live your healthiest life and always remember to celebrate victory. Celebrate victory.